Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joey Harris Show. This is the show for April the 21st, 2014. And, folks, I'm just going to get right down to it. Uh, There comes a time when we have highs and lows in our life, and I can tell you back in February of 2013, I was at a low point in my life when my brother from another mother reached out, grabbed me, threw me a lifeline, and said, hey, man, come on my network, do a show. He gave me total control of it, and I had him on there for two different times. So uh, this is a continuation of that show, even though it has my name on it now. So back for uh, a three-peat, I guess you could say, we have got Big TJ on the air with us. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, my brother. Thank you for uh, thank you for the invite. Uh, I feel like uh, I haven't been on the airwaves for some time now, so I appreciate the lifeline. Thank you. Oh, you are certainly welcome, sir. And I looked it up. Uh, it was exactly seven months ago tonight that you were last on what was then known as the Comedy Shack, and we were on Saturday nights for an hour. Now we're at the Joey Harris Show a different night, half the time, twice the fun. So what have you been up to the past seven months? Just give us a little encapsulated version, man. To give everybody a heads up for what's going on with TJ, I have been doing a lot of nothing, man. I I hung up the microphone uh, back in, I believe it was uh, October of last year, doing my last show, and... um, I've really just been focusing on family. Uh, the kids are getting big. Um, focusing on my health. Uh, a lot of people don't know I was in a, the hospital for about a week, uh, about a week ago. Uh, so I'm just not getting my stress back, doing my thing. And, you know, it's just uh, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed blessed to be alive, bro, and, and blessed to have friends like you, man. When you reached out to me, I just got the biggest smile on my face. And it's good to be back, man, because I feel like I haven't talked to you in 18 years, but I know that we haven't known each other that long, so that would be impossible. <laughs> well, dude, I, I I feel like that, too. I have got to make a journey your way. You and I can sit down over a bottle of Sprite or 7-Up or Sierra Mist or even something with caffeine in it. Um, <laughs> and just we need to talk for, for about 18 years just to catch up because, I know my life has just been crazy since we've had one of those what we call in-depth conversations. And you know what I'm talking about because we've had them before many times. It's been over a year since we've sat down and had a really, really good just one-on-one conversation. Um, The conversations we used to have, uh, if I had recorded them, you and I would be talking from our private islands because we could have sold those for a lot of money because that was (laughs) comedy gold. But we didn't. But we didn't record them because you know we just didn't know better at the time. So, uh, but we've definitely got to catch up because um, I, like I said, I've got a lot of stuff to tell you, and I know yours has been just as crazy. So we could go uh, back and back and forth with that. But how are you now? At this moment, how is everything? How is your family? Um, how is your health? And do you have any? Uh, inkling as to when, because I can hear it. I hear it out in the ether, Matt, and, and everywhere. People want Big TJ back in front of a microphone somewhere because the way things are with the Internet these days, 
no matter where your microphone is, people will be able to access it, and that's what they want. So tell us how is everything now. Uh, right this very second, everything is cool. Uh, as far as the family is concerned, the family is, is is continuing to, you know, get stronger. My son, my oldest, uh, just is finishing up pre-K and getting ready to go into kindergarten next year, and he loves that. My twins um, are getting ready to, you know, be two years old in May. Um, I will be celebrating this weekend with my wife uh, our second anniversary Uh so all that is, you know, pure, pure gold. Uh, as far as my health, uh, it, it's an uphill climb. It's definitely an uphill climb. I've started to shed some pounds. I don't like to use the term lose weight because I've always said anytime you lose something, you want to find it. Uh, so absolutely. the weight that I've <laughs> the weight that I've shed it, I have absolutely no desire to find it. It's not like the remote control. I do not want to find that weight. Uh, so it can uh, so, be gone. So what I like to say is I like to get rid of weight. Just get rid of it. I don't need it back. Yeah. No, I don't. I want to. I want to be felt. I like the word felt. I don't. I, for the longest time, I didn't yeah, know what that's it meant. A good word. Um, but I, I like to be felt if I can, instead of uh, ginormous like I had been. But as far as the airwaves are concerned, I've had an itch. Um, and no, uh, it's not a disease. I've had an itch to come back. Um, and do a show um, maybe uh, once a week to start off, um, but it's 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 a work in progress. Whenever I do, uh, everybody will know. Um, I'll have to get the Twitter account back because I deleted Twitter uh, a couple months ago, which you'd be surprised how silent things get when you get rid of Twitter. Um, but yeah, um, it's, and look, whenever it happens. I would want to come on your show to let the world know because I know you got the world by the ear, man. Well, I tell you, man, I, that's what another thing I was going to ask you. But let me let me take that in a two prong approach. Anytime you want to do a show and, and you're like, I'm just going to test the waters here, dude. My account and and my show is always open to you here on this time on Monday night. Um, I've got the you know. You know the way things are with my finances and my personal life right now. I can't do the full right. account, so you know the limitations on that. But if you want to do something late night um, by yourself or if you want me to join in, man, anytime you want to, just let me know. The door is always open for you. Um, Thank you, my brother. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, if you want to just do it, just to dip your toe back in and say, hey, let me see how it is, we will, we will hook, hook you up. Uh, like I said, always. The door is open for you. And I talked about it on my show last week. I want to do more interviews. I know this is not always the most opportune time for people, but, you know, I had to take what I could get. Um, So I'm looking maybe to do some more interviews late night, um, starting at 11, 11 p.m. Eastern time, and and just go for a little while and and talk with people um, uh, to do that. And, but I know you had, since you deleted the Twitter, but you had at one time on the network all of these shows as well as your, what I, what I used to call the Mothership Show, um, the BTW Sports Talk on Tuesday night. Um, sure. You had a huge following. You had a lot of good numbers. I'm trying to build on my numbers. My numbers have not been that great. Um, 
and I've been trying to throw it out uh, to put the show out there on Facebook, to put the show out there on Twitter, to do different things. Do you have any advice on how to grow the show? Uh, in order to grow the show, uh, it, 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 there has to be a lot of networking involved. One thing that I will say um, that I had to do in order to get the Go Radio Network where it was um, at its high was I was relentless in you know, being online, I mean, I really used the, the hell out of my phone um, between meeting people on Facebook, meeting people on Twitter, meeting celebrities, people that uh, other people wanted to hear from. You know, uh, not everybody has the opportunity to talk to a playmate every day. So if you can hear a playmate, you know, you get excited, you want to listen. Um, and, you know, also you take the time to go on other people's shows. Um, you have to broaden your horizons. Because when I first came into the game, I was really only big in, you know, uh, pro- professional basketball, uh, professional football, some college. Um, but every invitation I got, every time I had the opportunity just to call into somebody else's show, regardless of what they were talking about, I called into a show once and they were talking about domestic violence. Um, and I was ready to go. Uh, so, when you do that and get into the ear of other people's uh, audience, it's only going to grow your base because if it's a good radio show and a good host, they're going to give you the opportunity to throw out your Twitter handle, to throw out your show in time so that people will look you up. And like I said, it's a lot of legwork, but uh, if you want it, man, it's yours to have. Well, you know, dude, that that sounds like really good advice and, I knew that if I came to you, you would steer me in the right direction because you've always done that, quite frankly. Uh, You've always had my back and and steered me in the right direction. But you you brought up, and I guess what brought you into this whole sphere of doing things like Internet radio, uh, broadcasting, podcasts, whatever you want to call it, any and all of the above, is sports. What is your take on sports as of Monday, April the 21st, 2014? What, What do things look like to you? Uh, I'm afraid for the future. I really am. I look at, you know, because you know I'm a movie buff. I look at movies, uh, you know, set in the future, and there isn't really a huge sports element in those movies, and I honestly believe that that's the way that we're going. With the NFL being the most popular sport that it is in America right now, uh, with all the, the changes that are going down with how people can play, you know, hitting and things of that nature, I think that that's going to, that sport will eventually uh, start to die down. And with the um, unionizing of private institutions on the college level, I think it's going to eventually start to affect uh, what goes on um, as far as professional ranks are concerned as well. Then I look at the NBA, and they're going, you know, back and forth with uh, uh, the NCAA on how long a person should be uh, in college, and when I look at that, it kind of pisses me off. I feel like the NBA has the right, just like any professional entity has the right to decide, you know, how long or how old a person should be uh, before they can come into their field. Uh, I worked with Enterprise, and Enterprise said you either had to have a four-year degree or a certain amount of military time because that's their right. Uh, the NBA. Um, has recently come to a verbal agreement with the NCAA to say that 
uh, individuals should have to go to college for a minimum of two years uh, before coming to the NBA. They act like they're doing it for the interest of the individual, and they're not. They're doing it for the interest of the of the NCAA and the NBA because college basketball will get a bump now because these great athletes that were doing one and done are now staying for two years. And the NBA gets a more polished product because they've got two years now of college as opposed to one. So it's all about the bottom dollar. It's not about the athlete. Um, I'm not the type to say that it's modern-day slavery. Anybody that says that should slap themselves in the face uh, to compare being paid money to slavery, that's ignorance. Uh, but I will say it is a – college basketball to me is now a, a newer version of indentured servitude. Uh, you know, you get a little, but you give a lot more. So uh, that's where I am on the state of sports and athletics right now. Well, I can tell you, you know, uh, you follow it, of course, much more. You follow it uh, much more uh, closely than I do. I do think now, uh, over the past two weeks, of course, now they're saying uh, college athletes can, of course, eat, uh, you know, as many meals as they want to because of that um, sort of controversy, I guess that uh, came up with a student who said he was starving uh, from Connecticut. So that has come up as well as what I think they're going to. This has been my plan for a long time. Of course, I've not thought about it all the way around as far as players wanting to be paid in the NCAA because they can't do work study and all that. I think what they're going to do is go to a stipend. Uh, I don't know how much that stipend is going to be. Let's say it's $1,000. They'll get a uh, card, a debit card with $1,000 on it, of course, also with limitations on what they can buy with that $1,000, and that way the NCAA as well as the institution can see what they're spending their money on, and they're not just getting cash to be paid. So it's, it's a good compromise. I think that's what they're going to do. Like I said, I've not thought it all the way through. There may be a million pitfalls with that, but that's just my suggestion as to where, where I think they're going to go. Well, one thing that I'll say about that, and I, I know your your your, your fans are, you know, might not necessarily be up for a sports update, so I'll make this as brief as I can. One thing that I'll say in regards to paying the athletes, I think the college students will eventually get paid. I encourage the NCAA to look at the work-study program that a lot of institutions have. Uh, institutions, if you're not familiar with the work-study program, they have college students provide the university with a service, be it working in the library, working in the cafeteria, working in the residence halls, doing something to help the university out. Um, and I, I'm a true believer that if you're an athlete, regardless of what division or level of college athletics you are, if you're on a team, you are providing the institution the service. So work-study work study people get a minimum wage, for 40 hours a week if they work that much. So if you have a college athlete, be it football, basketball, chess team, volleyball, doesn't matter, you get minimum wage for up to 40 hours a week. That's um, study hall, that's practice, that's games, travel time. That way it's the same across the board. No athlete can say that they're getting paid less or more than anybody else, depending on what university they go to. You don't have to worry about uh, women saying that they're not getting paid as much as men. 
Uh, blacks not getting paid as much as whites, it does not matter. It's the same across the board, and it eliminates uh, that gray area because everybody's getting paid the same. And I think that that is where we need to go, uh, and that's what they need to do to prevent anything else from happening. Well, dude, that sounds like a good idea to me, and I hope they at least are looking into that. And before we move on, I hope, uh, or actually what I don't think a lot of people know is I actually lettered in underwater basket weaving uh, my junior and senior (laughs) year. So that's a little thing to my my credit. But just kind of switching away from that a little bit, I know you're also a pop culture junkie. What television are you watching right now? Oh, man, dude, um, it's like each day has a list of shows. Uh, on Mondays, I watch Archer and the new show on FX, Chosen. I'm waiting on Sons of Anarchy to come back, waiting on Orange is the New Black to come back in June, waiting on the final season of True Blood so that I can go ahead and close that chapter in my life. I'm watching a couple of new shows, Resurrection which comes on Sunday nights. They didn't have a show last night um, because they're getting ready for the finale next week. If I find out that it's aliens, I'm going to be pissed off. Um, I'm tired of, you know, the cop-out for aliens. Uh, I really am tired of the cop-out for aliens. So uh, I'm hoping that it's something biblical. Um, I'm also watching, uh, what is that show, Believe, um, which is another supernatural-type show that's really, really cool. I'm still watching Grimm. Um, I watched Raising Hope up until uh, a couple weeks ago when they had their series finales out of the blue. Fox does that. Fox won't prepare you for the series finale. I was watching the episode of Raising Hope, and then I saw in a commercial during that show, hey, get ready for the series finale of Raising Hope coming up next. And I'm like, dude, what? So, yeah, Raising Hope is gone. I'm not watching that anymore. But that was started by the same gentleman that did. Uh, my name is Earl, so... Um, there's still right. a huge hole in my life for the office, but uh, other than that, man, I've got nothing but TV to watch, bro. Well, I, I'm with you. I was going to say it's not necessarily Fox. It seems like Greg Garcia, the guy who created Raising Hope and My Name is Earl, can only get four seasons out of any of his uh, one-camera sitcoms, So. It may be like, you know, go to and start like a Twitter campaign or something. It's like, give me five seasons, Greg, or something. I don't know <laughs> what well, you need to do. He was getting tired. Right, I think right. he was getting tired. If you looked at the episodes of Raising Hope this past season, and first off, I want to thank you for getting me into the show because um, you, you petitioned for it, and I finally watched it, and I fell in love with it. But um, it, this season, I mean, they really just started to throw some stuff together. And um, I, I'm I'm glad that they're going out on a high because had they continued, it probably wouldn't have been uh, as great. But yeah, man, he he he's got to do something, man, because I, I think he's a funny guy. Uh, I I totally agree, and I thought that Garrett Dillahunt, the guy who plays Bert on that show, really made that show. Uh, to me, he was uh, head and shoulders above most of the rest of the cast. So. I'll give you that one. I absolutely agree with you. Um, but also uh, with that, I want you to know um, I have almost caught up. Um, I do a lot of my watching. I, I do network shows, but I also have Netflix. Um, 
catching up on Parks and Recreation and also going back and rewatching The Office again. And there's just so much good in that that this is like the third or fourth time going through that I didn't pick up the first time. So it is definitely worth rewatching and things that, you know, having having, I guess, future insight of future episodes that you go back and you're like, Oh wow, I missed totally. Uh The Office is one of those shows. I absolutely agree with you, man. I've watched that season all the way through twice. Um, and like you, I probably will do it again because uh, this week I'm still not cleared to go back to work, so um, I'm spending my days keeping the house clean and watching Netflix as well. I mean, you can't beat $8 and some change a month to watch unlimited stuff. I wish they hadn't taken King of the Hill off of their uh, off their, their, their list, but um, it's all good. I'm going to watch The Office until they take it off, man, and um, given that Netflix credit, they, if it wasn't for Netflix, I wouldn't have seen the movie Jobs. And I don't know if you've yeah. watched it, um, but I thought that that was I very well done. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that Kucher did a good job um, in the role. And um, there's a show, I think, that if you're not watching it, called Celebrity Game Night. Um, mm-hmm. It comes on It comes on NBC. We don't watch it live. We DVR it. But that is a true, like, a pop culture junkies test of their mental. I watch that show and answer all the questions, and I know that if I could ever, I've asked my wife to do it, go online and find out how I can be a part of that show uh, because I would win. Like, I would crush it. It's, Jane Lynch is the host. It is a phenomenal show. It's very funny. It puts celebrities out there. You know, celebrities are competing with two regular people. Uh, to give that regular person the opportunity to compete for $25,000. I need the money. So, yeah, if I can get out there to Hollywood for one day, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to make that my horse. Get home cheering so hard you would hear me, even if it was pre-taped, you would hear me in Hollywood. <laughs> That's how hard I would cheer. That's how hard I would cheer. Uh, well, while I still have you here, I'm going to switch to my final topic. You mentioned movies and um I have written down between May and December some movies that are coming out, and I want your opinion on them. And I'm going to start with a movie that is coming out the week before Christmas, only because I know it holds a dear place in your heart. They have remade Annie this time. Um, Jamie Foxx is Daddy Warbucks. Um, They've switched – ethnicities, I guess, on everybody. Miss Hannigan is played by Cameron Diaz, and I think it may be, I don't know, is it Will Smith's daughter playing Annie? No, um, she actually, it, she withdrew. Um, it's Quinvangene Wallace from Beast of the Southern Wilds is going to be playing Annie. Okay, I saw the uh, trailer for it this past weekend. I went and saw Rio 2, so... Um, just your thoughts quickly, because those who don't know, TJ was one of a, um, a a backup, a stand-in for the role of Annie. Uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm excited to see the picture. Um, I, I plan on taking uh, at least my daughter to see it. Um, I played uh, Bert Healy, and I was a stand-in for Annie. Um, I had the, the two people ahead of me not been able to do it. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it should be a pretty good picture. I think Jamie Foxx will do a really good job. And Quinvon Wallace has shown some 
some talent in the movie that you did, uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. So it might be pretty good. All right. Um, now, going back to the May and June uh, movies, Amazing Spider-Man 2. I think that they're going to be doing a lot with that movie. Um, looking at what I've seen, uh, they've got four villains in this movie. Um, I will give them credit. They did do, with Andrew, they did do a good job remaking it, getting back to the action. Um, but as as America, they love love. They love sex. So I think that this Spider-Man is going to start focusing on relationships as well. Um, and get away from the action. But, hey, I mean, it's four villains. I'm just waiting to see how they do Venom because the Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire did not give Venom the justice that he deserved. Uh, he was like a side a side piece. They need to make a whole movie where Venom is the villain. So I'm waiting on that one. I hope that comes in the third one. I actually heard about Spider-Man 3 and the backstory to that just this afternoon, as a matter of fact. Um originally was not going to have Venom in it, um, was just going to be focused on the Sandman and also Harry becoming the Goblin. And about halfway through, the they said, no, we've got to have Venom in here because he had found the suit, you know, the symbiote suit, and that was right. eventually to a, to a Spider-Man 4 where it was just Spider-Man versus Venom. So they said, no, we've got to have Eddie Brock in here. So they kind of hammered him in there. Um, uh, studio executives I've heard today, um, when they went for a screening of it, the first hour or so, they really enjoyed the movie, the part with the symbiote and the suit and the build-up and all that. The projector broke, so they had to wait a little while for them to re-school it or, or, or what have you, and they were really high on the film, and then they said it was just like a train wreck. It went off the tracks, and they were not that excited about the film, but by that time it was a little bit uh, too little too late because the film was scheduled to premiere the next week. So there's that. Um, wow. X-Men Days of Futures Past. This is mixing the old X-Men franchise with the new. They're blending the two uh, by way of the uh, characters' um, future selves and past selves, uh, I guess. Uh, bridged by the character of Wolverine. I'm so wet for this movie. Um, if, if for those of you who don't know me, I do get wet. Uh, this movie, it, it, it looks, I mean, you're bringing back Singer, who did the first three X-Men movies. Uh, I thought the first class uh, was exceptional. Um, so now they're going to reunite, you know, they're going to put that cast with uh, you know, the original X-Men, you're bringing back Halle Berry. Uh, for those Anna Panquin fans, don't get excited about seeing Rogue in this movie unless you buy the DVD. Um, it's my understanding that she's going to be in the special features um, for some deleted scenes, but she will not be in the movie even though she got paid to be in the movie. Um, I am excited to see this movie, though, bro. I think it's going to be... Uh, very well done because Singer did a phenomenal job with the first three, so I'm ready. And the Sentinels, I saw the, the trailer this past week. The Sentinels look good. And I actually yeah. tweeted this. Uh, I didn't know you had um, uh, deleted your Twitter account, but you didn't see it. I said they've actually got Quicksilver in both the upcoming uh, X-Men movie and next year's Avengers movie. Um, 
Wow. I, I don't know what they're going to do because no, it's not the same guy. Um, and they can't bring in the fact that he's Magneto's son. They have the twins, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are going to be two of the villains in next year's Avengers movie. Um, there was a little tease at the end of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, about them. Uh, yeah, so right, June, um, I, I, I haven't seen Captain America yet. I I really enjoyed it. I've heard the mixed things on on uh, Facebook by mutual friends of ours. One liked it. His wife didn't like it uh, so much. Um, I don't think it's as good as as Avengers, although I will say upon multiple viewings, Avengers was not as good as it was when I saw it originally. Still a very great movie, and it was the best movie that Marvel had had up to that time. But, you know, it, 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 if it was a 10 the first time, it's like an 8 now. So, But definitely the Winter Soldier is the best since then. Dude, you are more of an expert at this than I am. Um, we can go over a little bit, but they can't get that live, right? Right. Um, uh, for the next 15 minutes, if you want to hear it, you're going to have to catch it on demand. Um, oh, and great. you should, because it gets it gets real. It, it gets even more real. Uh, absolutely. So, folks, if you are listening live, um, just hang on a few minutes, and then you can catch the rest of the time, because I, I knew that we were going to go over. I just wanted to check that with you. So if you're listening live, just hang on a few seconds, go to the restroom, go order some pizza, and then later on it'll be up and you can listen to the last 15 minutes. So let's just let's just uh, say that right up at the top. So, But, yeah, I think this X-Men is going to be really, really good too. Um, as far as beyond that, Legend of Oz, Dorothy's Return. Have you heard about this? Legend of the, the cartoon movie. The cartoon movie. This is, I believe, either the second or the third movie to use Oz in the past year. There was a James Franco thing. So Oz is becoming a, a big hit once again. Well, and, and it kind of irks me for that as well. I'm like, dude, you had a great thing with the, you know, Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, I thought that they did a great job laying the groundwork for a trilogy of Oz movies. And I still think they're in they're in, on pace to do that, um, going live action. Putting this animated one out there, I mean, I think it's going to do good for uh, kids to go see it, um, something for them to watch. But for me, uh, the mature moviegoer, it just kind of, for me, it just, it, I guess it's not even really on my radar. Um, I, I know some of the names that are doing it, uh, the chick from Glee, um, you know, she's supposed to be playing Dorothy, whatever. Uh, there's no excitement there for me to go see it um, unless there's a trailer for, you know, the actual Wizard of Oz movie where they're going to show uh, James Franco back is doing his thing. So that one I'm not too geeked up about. All right. Um, Godzilla, 16 years after their last um, shot at it or uh, yeah, their last shot at it. They're going and trying to remake a Godzilla movie and hope and pray that just like when they redid The Incredible Hulk, nobody remembers what they did in 1998. I will say this. I saw the little, um, I guess, poster for it, 
and those guys, I don't know if it's like the Marines or whoever it is, jumping on what looks like Godzilla's back, that kind of caught my attention a little bit. I can give you that one as well. The teaser um, didn't excite me too much, but when I actually saw uh, the trailer and I saw Walter White, a.k.a. Brian Krasden in there, and um, I looked at it, you know, I'm like, you know what, I think they're doing a pretty good job with the groundwork for this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 ex- I'm actually excited for Godzilla because, look, here's the thing. The Godzilla with Matthew Broderick from the 90s, it wasn't, to me, that's my guilty pleasure movie because whenever it comes on, I'll watch it. Um, it wasn't the best Godzilla movie ever created. I mean, obviously, it was their first attempt since they did it back in the day. Um, so it wasn't the greatest, but it was still, to me, an entertaining movie. It's just you can't take Matthew Broderick seriously. You know, it's just Ferris Bueller. You know, I do. I can't take him seriously. So, um, as long as Matthew Broderick doesn't have anything to do with this one, I think I, I think we can consider this one a, a go. All right, dude. Sounds good. Uh, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Shia LaBeouf is out. Mark Wahlberg is in, but it is your uh, how do you call it? your centerpiece, your your anchor for the Fourth of July weekend. What are your thoughts? I like the first three Transformers movies with Shia LaBeouf. Um, I like Mark Wahlberg as an actor. I even like the other guys. So if if Wahlberg does his thing and Optimus Prime is in the building, I think that uh, this Transformers movie should make some money. It's not going to break any Fourth of July records, but I think it's going to make a little bit of change. My next one, this is, because I can tell you, I've seen every Marvel Studios, now Flash Disney Studios Marvel Universe movie, from Iron Man up until Captain America, the Winter Soldier, save for Thor, the Dark World. I've not seen that yet, but I've heard good things about it. Uh, I've watched it. It's a good movie. I've got it on DVD, actually. So, and I've been impressed by all of them. I think the weakest one out of all of those was Iron Man 2, but that still entertained me. They are taking all of that goodwill, going to Vegas with it, putting it all on black, and spinning the dice for August the 1st, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, This is the first one. It's not a well-known property. James Gunn, the director, says it is his best Film. It's the most fun he's ever had, and he thinks it's the best film he's ever done. What are your thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, looking at Chris Pratt, who I believe is going to be starring in this movie, um, I like him on Parks and Rec. Um, he also had the lead role in Lego Movie, but that's not him. It's just his voice. Um, I think he has the potential, if I'm correct, and it is Chris Pratt, I think he has the potential to do a pretty good role. Uh, having read up because I am a movie buff and a bit of a nerd. Um, having read up on what they plan on doing with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the Avengers and all that jazz, uh, I'm expecting for some awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, the Collector that was in Thor, which I know you haven't seen it yet, um, the Collector, Benicio Del Toro, is also in Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're going to start seeing... Uh, the back and forth between the movies uh, with the characters. So um, I'm one of those people where I like to be wild. I like creativity. I thought that um, going back in time with Saw, 
the movie Saw when they had two and three that if you watch them technically they took place took place chronologically at the same time. To me that was mind blowing. Um so if if Guardians of the Galaxy can can continue to uh play with my mind a little bit and not necessarily lull me into, you know, my popcorn, I think they'll do a pretty good job. Well, I think this is all setting up. Actually, Marvel is laying down its uh, bricks well ahead of time. This is all setting up for the Avengers 3. Uh, yes. Because uh, I, I did read about The Collector, and just like those Saw movies, most, most of the Marvel Universe movies, the first ones before the Avengers, were all taking place around the same time. Um from what you can see on various video monitors, a part of the Iron Man, either Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2, you can see what's happening in the Incredible Hulk in the background. Um, so all of this stuff is happening about the same time. The Collector, as you mentioned, was in Thor. Um, this is not really much of a spoiler. Loki's um, thing that had the Tesseract on it makes an appearance in Captain America 2, um, leading into what is going to happen with Avengers 2. Eventually, Thanos, who was at the very end of the first Avengers, is going to be, I believe, the lead villain in the third Avengers movie, and it's going to tie into everything, because that's I, what, from what I believe, unless they back two huge trucks up, that's going to be Robert Downey's Junior's last movie as Iron Man will be Avengers 3 because he has signed up for both 2 and 3 and they had to back the truck up to get him for those. Uh, but So um, I think Avengers 3 is just going to be the big uh, blockbuster. Just have a couple more here for you. I don't want to uh, monopolize too much of your time. Dude, I'm yours, um, man. Let's get it. Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the big remake. I recently watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 that I grew up on, and obviously the cinematology and the way it was filmed, you know, looking at it now, you know, it, it looks like a movie that was done in the 90s, but having seen the trailer at the premiere of Need for Speed in March, uh, I can say uh, it looks like a movie. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, Megan Fox is in it, and I'm not a huge Megan Foxer, so I can probably say that unless my oldest wants to go see it for his birthday, I probably won't catch that one until it comes on HBO. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, uh just by the way, first first Megan Fox appearance with Michael Bay ever since he was forced to fire her from Transformers 3. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm going to give you about five more films um, all together because they are all, I believe, sequels. And just give your quick impressions of, of each. Expendables 3, Sin City, A Dane to Kill 4, Dumb and Dumber 2, Horrible Bosses 2, Night at the Museum 3, and Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Hot Tub Time Machine 2 is one of those movies that you have to be high to watch. Uh, Night at the Museum 3, I'm kind of excited about because Ben Stiller actually did a really good job with the first two. 
I thought that he was getting out of acting. He said that he wanted to retire from acting and direct, but clearly he wanted to go where the money is at, so I can understand that one. Sin City of Dame to Kill For is a movie that I have secretly been waiting on for a very long time, um, about as long as I've been waiting on a sequel to The Incredible. Um, so I'm excited to see what they do with Sin City. I thought the first one was very well done, and it was it was filmed differently than movies uh, that you've seen. It was filmed to me. It was filmed like an actual comic book. Uh, Dumb and Dumber Two, um, having seen Jim Carrey and his evolution as an actor, as well as Jeff Daniels and what he's done with the Newsroom last year, um, I think that this is going to be different. Uh, than the first one, so I think people are going to have a hard time. I think if they're expecting the same thing they saw in the first one, I think they're going to be disappointed. Um, I said Horrible Bosses 2 already. Uh, no, I didn't. Horrible Bosses 2, I hope Jennifer Anderson's naked in this one. Um, well, well uh, she's that, back. I don't know I don't know if she's naked, but she's definitely back for it. Well, I mean, here's the thing, bro. I mean, in these movies, if you look at the movies that she's done recently with the first Horrible Bosses, and with We Are the Millers, she's basically in a bra and panties. I'm like, look, just go for broke and, you know, show show me some skin. Um, you know, but other than I that, definitely I mean, agree. Jason, Jason Bacon's a funny guy. Agree. Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis is absolutely hilarious. So I'm happy for that one. Charlie Day, he gets a pass just for being a part of the, the, the trilogy. Um, and... One that I don't think you mentioned, Expendable um, 3, I'm not even going to mention because I haven't seen the first two. But I'm excited for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Um, it is on here, and I skipped over it because I wanted to get to the other one. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is on my uh, is on my list. I'm excited for that one. They they look, here's the thing that, that irks me, and I know we're running out of time. We got three minutes left before the phone hangs up on us, but they re- looking at the first Planet of the Apes movie. They were originally going to kill James Franco's character at the end of the movie. They refilmed. Mm-hmm. They went back and refilmed the ending of the movie to keep him alive. And now he has nothing to do with the sequel. Like that to me pisses me off. Like honestly, unless they're planning on bringing him back in the third one, I feel cheated a little bit. Because I actually thought that, you know, if I'm writing a movie, keeping him alive, you actually can can keep uh, Caesar somewhat, like, down to earth because he has that relationship with James Franco's character. Now James Franco's character is gone. He has no relationship with anybody now. He's going to go wreck shop and just start killing mofos. So I'm excited to see that movie. I think that that's, that one right there... I'll skip work and go go see the premiere like a matinee on a Friday because I really want to see that one. TJ, it is always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on. Any parting thoughts before we let you go? Uh, as always, I tell people, man, you know, love, love, love yourself and love your family. Take the time to find out you know, uh, what you're doing in your life and be happy. I have been challenged by my therapist to do more loving of myself, and I'm I'm doing that, and I encourage everybody to do it as well. And mental illness is nothing to laugh at. I think that everybody, if you've never seen a therapist, see them. I mean, it's fun to have somebody to talk to. 
um, that you don't necessarily have to feel like you owe anything afterwards because you've already paid for the session. Uh, God bless. Joey, thank you so very much, man. And we'll talk soon, my brother. All right, man. Thanks a whole lot. Folks, thank you for joining me. I am on Twitter at DJoyHarris. Good night and good luck, and make it a great week. Good night. <laughs>